Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. The series is called If I Had, if I had Only Known, If I Had Only Known. And we said last week that uh, we're going to do a two-part series, which is today is the last, last part. And, uh, oh, I see. It's a, it is a, uh, you want to, to point out your picture. And what we want to do is emphasize these two, um, two ideals, perfecting holiness, the second thing, but uh, connection, the first thing. Now, when we talk about connection, connection, if you're thinking in natural, if you think just in the natural, if I had a skeletal system up here, which I used to do in, in health class, I have a, a skeletal system, and, uh, and we would have to name all the bones. They have to learn the bones, name all the bones, and all like that. And how many bones are in the body? Okay, great, okay. 5,000, okay, 206, okay? 206 bones in the body, okay? That's how many bones in the body. And, and when we talk about connection, those bones are connected by something. If the bones were not connected, we couldn't walk. Impossible for us to walk. So the bones are connected uh, by three things. We have tendons, we have, come on, ligaments, and we have cartilage, okay? Cartilage, that's connective tissue also, you know, even though it's between uh, the bones, like the elbows and knees and things like that, without cartilage, it's, it's pretty rough on your, on, on your bones. Uh, but I want to ask Steve, well, I have a, a young man called Steve Gregory. Uh, Steve, would you come up, please? Uh, Steve is a is our person that's going to illustrate today uh, just a little something. Now, Steve, um, could you hand me that microphone for me, please? Rebecca, thank you so much. Okay. Uh, Steve, I want you to tell people what happened to you because we're talking about connection. And we, 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 we don't have a skeletal system, but we're going to use you. Okay? <laughs> we're not Superman. It's a connection, right? We talk about connection, and you had uh, something wrong with one of your connectors, and what was that connection? It was a tendon. Okay, a tendon. A, a very important tendon. A very important. Tell us about All it. All right, it was the Achilles tendon. And Where I, is that? In your nose, eyes, knees? No, it, it, it connects your calf muscle, uh, between your calf muscle and your heel your, or your foot. It runs uh, underneath your foot. And connects up to your calf muscle, and so without it, you can't. You know, the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes, yes, yes. It's true. Is it? Yeah. If that th- if that thing snaps, you flop over. No kidding. Oh yeah. You take it. You take it for granted. You walked up. You probably didn't think about it this morning. No, I didn't think about it. But if you if you if you're not fearfully and wonderfully made, you just flop over. Oh my goodness. You ever wow. you ever seen a jellyfish walk? No. Okay, they don't walk. Okay. I ha- I seen Jello. <laughs> okay. But not walk. Okay, then walk. No, eat. It's, yes. w- it's wiggle food. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. But anyway, that Achilles tendon, it just it, it, it was a partial tear. It didn't tear all the way across, or I would have had to have an operation. They would have had to uh, stitch it back in uh, while it was healing. But there was enough, enough of it attached uh, that they decided not to operate on it. And that was back around Christmas time. And it takes a long time to heal. Mm. I mean, it's still not healed completely. So you guys can keep praying for me. Okay. They say it's, it's, it's the strongest mm-hmm. and largest mm-hmm. tendon in the body. Now, a tendon 
holds muscles, muscle. connects muscle to bone. Right. Okay. Right. All right. I mean, I, when I guess when it happened, um, I, because it didn't tear all the way across, I could still stand, but but not but barely. <laughs> I didn't flop over, but I could not even press the gas pedal on the car, mm-hmm. or, or you know, I mean, you think of, I mean, that's a pretty simple thing, but because that 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 calf muscle is pushing on there, you know, all of a sudden it's like, ah. I mean, it was just like I tried to push and nothing happened. Mm. You know, so it's a pretty important thing to be connected to. And and it takes a long time to heal, so, but it's it's healing back. I'm walking again. Uh, I had this, wore this thing for about eight weeks. And Ah. uh, that was, uh, that was something else. But anyway. Okay. Let's give Steve a hand. Put it it back down there for me. Oh. Yeah, let's, let's keep praying. No, uh-uh, no, no. Connection, connection. His Achilles tendon, uh, something happened to it. He said it, it, it was um, kind of torn a little bit. So anytime something happens to connections, to the, what connects other things to whatever things is connected to, you're going to have problems. You're going to have problems. Well, Let's look at another type of connection. When we talk about connections, let's turn to, uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse uh, 9. Let's go there and let's see what God says about uh, an important connection. We're going to talk about four important connections. We just talked about the natural. We gave the illustration of the natural, the Achilles tendon. And let's look at what God says here in verse 9. It says, God is faithful. Would you agree with that? Through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That word fellowship is talking about what we're going to do today. We're receiving communion today. Communion is koinonia. Fellowship is koinonia. It means uh, participation. It means partnership. It means to share in. And that's what we are doing, sharing in. It it means communication. It means uh, like community. Some people say uh, a community. It means that we are together, working together, connected together uh, to achieve a certain thing. And God wants us connected in order to do something. Now, first, out of the four, we're going to talk about the first connection that we must make is what God says here. He's called us into fellowship or participation or communion or community with Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the number one. Number one connection. If you don't have that, you won't have anything because he's the key. He's the center, as we were singing, of it all. Without Jesus being the center, we don't have anything. Let's go to another verse that is very important that, that helps us to see it even more. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 3, let's go there. And it tells us, uh, most people know uh, probably verse 9, but we're going to go to start in verse 3. It says, what we have seen and heard, so we know we're talking about 
the apostles here. We proclaim to you also that you too may have fellowship. What's that Greek word, fellowship? Koinonia. Fellowship. Fellowship with us. And indeed, our participation, our communion, our communication, our connection, you may say, is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. That's what it says. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship or communion or koinonia or communion or sharing in some partnership in a, in, in, with him, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship, we have participation, communion, we have community, we have that sharing, that connection with one another. In the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. And if we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, that's the favorite verse that we all uh, have to remember because we do it sometimes a lot. We confess we confess our sins. He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And if we say that we have no sin, we make him a liar and the word is not in us. Fellowship. Fellowship. Connection. What is the most important connection that God wants us to make? With Christ. With Christ. That's the most important connection. Connection is very important. God gave us physical, natural examples of, of connection because he, we know that I can't stand, you can't sit, you can't get up without being connected. Your body parts are connected. Are they not? Your organs connected. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. Christ connected us together our body together so that we can do the job that he's called us to do. We can walk. We can, we can talk. We can do all things because everything is connected and everything is held together by something. That's a natural example. But God doesn't do natural examples without spiritual implication. Always he does that. And so there's a spiritual implication that if we are not connected we're going to have problems. We cannot achieve spiritually what God is calling us to achieve because we are not connected. God wants us spiritually connected. The first, most important connection is with God. Be connected to God. Let's talk about the second and the third one. The second and the third one is being connected to the body and being connected to, really, ministry. Service. Service. Ministry. That's the next two most important ones. 
Let's look at it in, in, in the scripture. You've seen it many times in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go there. In Ephesians chapter 4, we want to probably go to start in verse Let's go to um, verse 18. Let's start there. Nope. Um, Let's start in verse 7. Let's start there. But to each one of us, grace is given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts unto men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean except that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is himself also he who ascended far above the heavens so that he might fill all things. Listen to what it says here. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors, some as teachers. What did he give um, all those people call it four, fourfold ministry, fivefold ministry? What did he give that for? It says right in the next verse here. For the equipping of the saints for works of service. Ministry. Ministry, that's another word. Ministry. Every one of us, God is called into the ministry. Not necessarily a full-time ministry, but it is full-time ministry. It is full-time ministry. We're just not paid. Would you agree that he's called all of us to the ministry? In another, another place it says, uh, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. He has given us ministry. He's called us into service. We are supposed to serve. The fivefold ministry, if they are doing their job, is equipping the saints to serve. And see, the, 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 a lot of times uh, people get all mixed up. They think, that the fivefold ministry is supposed to be doing the ministry, doing the serving, and the body is supposed to, the congregation is supposed to watch the, the, the fivefold minister serve. So they say, well, why aren't you evangelizing, Pastor? Why aren't you uh, doing this? Why, why don't you do this? We need to do this. You know, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. If... My job is to equip you to do it. And, and, and if I do it, then I'm not doing what God has called me to do. Is that correct? And so, woe is to me if, if, if I don't equip you to do it and I start doing everything. Everybody of believers everywhere in the world God has equipped with all the gifts it needs to do what he's called him to do. 
it's amazing to me that every congregation, they have carpenters, they have somebody who has a gift of, of just, you know, working with the hands. They have uh, teachers, they have uh, administrators, they have uh, prayer wars, they have, uh, they have everything. Is that right? Every single, I have never been to talk to a pastor who didn't have that in his congregation. God has put it there because he knows that he wants his body serving. And so it says the body is supposed to be equipped to serve until we all attain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer children tossed to and fro and by every wave just carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness of the, in deceitful scheming, but speaking in truth, in love, listen now, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Jesus, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together, being fitted and held together by which every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Now isn't that saying the same thing that God has said about the physical body? The physical body is supposed to, is supposed to be joints. It's supposed to be uh, everything is hooked together. It's fitted together. Each individual part is supposed to do its part. And Steve just demonstrated that when his Achilles tendon was not doing his part, he could not walk good. He couldn't press on the accelerator. He couldn't run. He couldn't jump. He couldn't cycle on his bicycle that he likes to do. He couldn't do any of that thing because that one little connecting part was not doing his job. And God says that I've called my body to be jointly fitted together. So we're supposed to be connected in the body. We're supposed to be connected to a ministry. You say, I don't know my ministry. Well, that's okay. I mean, we have gift testings that we can give you. But I ask people, I say, well, what do you like doing? Well, you know, I, I can do pretty, I, I like to be behind the scenes. I don't like to be out front. Okay, uh, are you good with, uh, you know, technical things? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Well, we can put you, you know, on a computer. We can do something like that. Uh, some people say, well, you know, I, I, like, to, you know, I like to teach people. I mean, I, I, you know, I love teaching people. Okay, we'll let you teach somebody. We, 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 got, we got something for everybody. And then the body is working together. Why would God give, give you a gift and say, I want you to sit on it? Don't do anything with it. He's already told us what happens to that, isn't it? What happens when you get a gift and you, and, you, and you sit on it, bury it, and you give it back to him? Hey, this is my gift. I did nothing with it. We know what's happening to that. We read that. 
God says that I want you to be connected to Jesus Christ. I want you to be connected to the body. I want you to be connected to a ministry. Now, oh, it's so important now, before I get to the next one, it's so important for, for you to know that sometimes, sometimes now, uh, let, me, uh, let me just say something uh, to the college students, because we have, a, we have college students here, and, and, and to some of the adults, older adults, that have friends that are not connected. Uh, I, I, I talked to a lot of people. I was talking to, uh, you remember Drew and Tyler and Carissa back, back in, uh, Christine Brown, uh, well, when we had them two years ago. They were telling me that actually at Liberty you don't have to go to, go to church uh, because they have convocation, they have all these type of things. I don't know how true it is now, but back then they didn't. But, um, and he said a lot of people don't go and a lot of people just go at their friend, they go church to church, church to church. And I said, well, why don't you do that? They said, well, uh, my father told me I need to be in a church. Now, his father, of course, was a pastor of a 6,000-member church, and he said, we need to be in a church. If I had only known that when I was in college, it would have saved me years. What happened was that when I went to college, I didn't, I went to church one time, and I lost four years of my life. Matter of fact, I went backwards, because when I left home, I left home one way, talking one way, believing one way, looking at things one way. When I went to college, I was exposed to all these football players, I mean, some of them crazy. I mean, I mean, I mean, you don't. I mean, literally. I mean, they are wild football players, man. And and um, I was exposed to a lot of things, and 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 I went backwards. I did. I went backwards. I was I was saying things I shouldn't say, doing things I shouldn't do, and my mother didn't know about. And 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 I tell you, I wish somebody would have told me you need to be connected to a body of believers that can help you. Growth is very important. You can't afford that you lose four years of your life without spiritually growing. You can't, you can't afford to do it. You'll be so much ahead. God wants to do a work in you that four years, just think of what he can do in four years. And you say, well, I can look at it on TV. I can, I can, I can you know, because there's so many great, great preachers, great teachers, men and women on, 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 um, on, on, on TV now and on the Internet now. You can, get, you can listen to whoever you want to, dynamic speakers. You can do all, all those type of things. But I tell you what, you can't get, in, you can't, you can't get that connection on the Internet. Try getting sick and see whether the Internet uh, family is going to come and, and bring you a meal. It's not going to happen. God uses a body of believers. What he does, with, 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 he uses a body of believers. He'll irritate you. He will frustrate you. He will cause problems in your life, in, in a family. 
of believers because people irritate people. But don't we grow? We grow with problems, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had Drew, Tyler, and Carissa, they come to my, hey, hey Pastor, I want to see you, um, and we have a problem. I said, well, okay, fine. I mean, they made an appointment. They said, it's not, it's not, no, it's not going to make or break us being here at Cornerstone. It's just, a, a, you know, something we need to talk to you about. So they came over and they talked to us about something that was happening that they didn't, they didn't understand and da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, I, I taught them da-da-da-da-da, and, and, and it went fine. But let me tell you, those kids, they stayed, they stayed faithful. They grew here because they were exposed to things they had never been exposed to before, never would have been exposed to, you know, and, and, and they became better people. Uh, we have a we have a, a a young college group and career group together. We put them together uh, starting tonight, and it's going to be fun because I know that there's going to be some irritation, frustration. There's going to be some stuff going on that it's going to cause growth of both groups and everybody in it, including me. It's going to do that. I know it's going to do it. Because God is like that, isn't he? What family is it? You can't tell me that you have a family where you have a mother, father, or just a mother, whatever you have, and sisters and brothers, uh, aunts and whoever, a family that everybody gets along. Nobody irritates anybody. Come on. Be real with me. But growth takes place. You don't break fellowship just because of that. You see, God wants to grow us up. So it's important to be connected, uh, uh, students. It's important to be connected to about. It doesn't have to be this church. Just get in a church and, and don't get somewhere where you just go. Nobody knows you. They don't, they don't know where you come. They don't know when you go. They don't know when your birthday is. They don't know when you're sick. They don't know anything because you just go to church. And go home to fulfill your duty. No, I'm talking about a connection. Your Achilles tendon knows every time your foot moves. It does. Yeah. And so that's what we want. We want want to know you. We want to be a part of you. It's a family of believers. That's what we want. Okay, and that's something that when, when people sometimes they are they are unchurched adults, they've been to church, they get got hurt in church or whatever it is, and they don't they they don't do anything. They are Christians, but you can talk to your friends uh, uh, that that are neighbors who don't go to church and well, tell them they need to be in a in a body because connection is important, very important. The fourth connection is to the world. That's why we need to be at Miller Park next Saturday because all of Lynchburg, a great part of Lynchburg, going to be at the park. Whether we are there or not, they're going to be at the park because it's Lynchburg's day in the park. And everywhere where people gather together, somebody from all churches need to be there because there's going to be a bunch of unsaved people there. A bunch of them. And 
wouldn't it be great if we had a table and, and um, it would be good, Brian and, and, and Lord, and, you know, to, to get this table and set it up. And, and you can talk to John. We, it wasn't one that was scheduled. It's not a face painting thing, you know, but a prayer table. And put a sign up that says, prayer, request taken. I wonder how many people in Miller Park would need prayer for somebody. And if I, I guarantee you, I tell you what, an unsaved person wants prayer. They'll come up to somebody and say, would you pray for my aunt? You know, uh, uh, she has diabetes or whatever. I guarantee you, you'll get somebody. Well, do you all want to do that, Brian? I mean, you want to do that? I mean, just tell, tell, tell John, say, John, John, is that all right, John? Okay, just want to make sure it's all right. Because it wasn't scheduled, you know, sometimes, you know, um, elders, they don't want to do anything, you know, unless it's a schedule. You know. <laughs> I'm an elder, so I'm just kidding, you know. So, uh. But I'm, I'm telling you, God wants us out in the community. We've got to find out what are the needs out there, and let's go meet the needs. That's what he wants. That's the fourth one. Be connected to the world. If we are so spiritual minded that all we want to do is, hey, let's meet together and let's get fat spiritually together and we do nothing with our knowledge that we're gaining. We help nobody. That's not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, he was out in the places where people, right, was gathering and, and everywhere he went, he had people coming he went to the synagogue sometimes. They didn't want him there, but he went there sometimes. But he was out in the, in the community. That's where he was. And so if we're his body now, where is his body supposed to be? In the community. In the community. So that's what we're going to do on Saturday, okay? We're going to be out in the community. And, you know, we've gone away from that because we used to do it all the time. Um, so we're going to get back to being in the community. Is that Okay. We talk about being connected. And, and the one that I said about um, uh, to perfect holiness, to perfect holiness, um, just, just a, a, a scripture that, that would kind of uh, speak to that is, is 2 Corinthians uh, chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Let's go there with me in there. It is so good. I mean, it's so, so good. It says here, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I tell you what, connections helps perfect holiness. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. Being connected, being in community, being in partnership with someone, with a group of people, helps perfect holiness. Iron sharpens iron. It really does. Just the, just the three elders when we had a meeting yesterday, you know, uh, uh, we, we talk and, and we, we talk about things. It helps perfect holiness. Because 
uh, we say things that somebody might not want to hear, but it's okay because it helps perfect holiness, doesn't it? My wife helps me to perfect holiness, and we can help each other. Jan, don't you help Lee perfect holiness? Yes, you do, right? If it weren't for, for you, he would be bad off, wouldn't he? Shake your head, Lee. Say, yes, 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 that's right. You'll be bad off. Okay? So that's what we want to do. And we want to reach out to others. That's important to do, reach out to others. So you get in a small group. That helps you. Uh, a small group helps to perfect holiness because you're connected. And uh, that's what we want to do. Um, you're in a group. I don't care what kind of group you want to start. Start a group and be, be there. Let's um, have the service come up for communion. Those I asked to serve, we want to receive communion now. Because we talked about connection, we talked about koinonia, we talked about fellowship, we talked about communion, but it's all based on Jesus Christ, being connected to Jesus. It's his blood, it's his life that we are celebrating. It's his death. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.